Welcome to the Thousand Voices podcast. My name is Mujan Askari, founder and CEO of Thousand Eyes on Me. Each week, you will hear stories of fearless leaders and entrepreneurs to get inspired and learn how to become a successful leader. The following episode is made in collaboration with Women in AI as part of a series of interviews with top female founders in the field of artificial intelligence. Today we have with us Despina Ionitu, CTO and co-founder of Trivisor, an AI-powered payment software that uses computer vision and deep learning for food recognition and self-service checkout. Despina specialized in applied math for machine learning and computer vision, and later went on to pursue an industrial PhD in applied math for environmental engineering that allowed her to use the knowledge she had gained to solve real-world problems. She has worked as R&D engineer at a startup called Miro, where the primary focus was using machine learning and computer vision to improve the product offerings. Hello, Despina. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Mozan. It's, uh, it's really an honor to uh, be featuring this podcast and have the opportunity to discuss with you. Thank you. So, Despina, could you tell us about your journey before and after Trevisor? What led you to enter the food and beverage industry with AI? So, um, uh, as you said in the introduction, my background is uh, in applied math. I come from scientific background. And uh, the reason I actually chose to pursue applied math uh, in the university was how transversal this domain is, uh, how we are actually able to use applied math uh, in uh, any industry, basically. And uh, we were able to improve and bring automation, especially with the recent uh, um, advances in machine learning and uh, computer vision in order to kind of digitalize or revolutionize uh, sometimes industries that uh, they are more traditional, that they are more established. And uh, by introducing uh, this kind of automation, we also uh, improve not only the product, but actually the way people uh, use uh, the final program, pro- uh, the final product, uh, by allowing them uh, to save time sometimes, or by drinking uh, this kind of um, uh, little uh, time-saving uh, tasks uh, that leads to more free time and maybe a more enjoyable experience. So um, after having worked with uh, computer vision and machine learning uh, um, through uh, in different uh, startups. I was approached with the idea of um, introducing uh, machine learning and computer vision in order to automatize payments in restaurants. And that's exactly when Trayvisor was born. So what we are actually doing in Trayvisor is that we create, we created the software uh, that allows from one single photo uh, for the client to pay. And uh, basically that's it. You go to a restaurant, you take a photo of your meal, and uh, you pay like that. We are able to detect everything that it is present in the photo and uh, use that uh, to have the final user, the final client, uh, avoid making long queues or losing time, which is specifically um, important when it comes to lunch time, to the lunch break. You work in a company, you have maybe 35 minutes to one hour to have a lunch break. You do not want to spend that time queuing or waiting in a line. You want to um, 
pay fast and then just go sit down with your colleagues, enjoy this time, or maybe eat fast and go for a walk. It's up to you. <laughs> I understand. So um, is it the first time you're um, creating a company? Is it your yes. first company? Okay, you're, so exactly. you're a first-time founder. Was it difficult mm-hmm. being a woman entrepreneur? Um, so uh, um, I would like to <laughs> to have the male perspective so that I can confirm more at the same time. No, it's just a joke. But um, I think that uh, the thing that made me doubt, the thing that made me uh, hesitate before going on an entrepreneurial trip because it was something that I had uh, dreamed off for some time it was something i had back in my in the back of my mind it was something that i wanted eventually to do the thing that kept me from doing it was uh, seeing uh, uh, the facts to be honest seeing how much money women funded startups uh, uh, raise which is not the same as uh, unfortunately as the uh, as the male funded uh, startups is uh, seeing uh, the doubt that sometimes women are um, have to deal with in the process of creating something, ongoing and pitching their product or their solution. And uh, these were things that they made me doubt uh, if it was something that I wanted to put myself into, something that I actually wanted to do. Um, If I wanted to go and jump through hoops uh, to prove that, uh, yeah, it's the product, it's there. And um, it was something that I had to deal with as a woman entrepreneur. That was my main, um, I would say my mental issue, uh, my main issue, and uh, it, Although it was not something that someone actually blocked in my way to to do it, it was really uh, the the things around it. So the mentality, um, uh, everything that I thought I had to deal with while being a woman entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So was it was it difficult for you to to pitch to investors when you were, for example, fundraising? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a hurdle that you faced, or how did so, you you know come over those hurdles? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, to be very honest, for us so far, we are still in the business engine phase. So, uh, we have been kind of lucky on that, but we have uh, the full support uh, uh, of our business angel. And uh, he's there. He's, uh, he's allowing us to take uh, charge, take lead uh, with not so much doubt. Our main issue as being a fully woman funded startup, because my co-founder is also a woman, Camille, uh, is that uh, the, the pushback we had to face was more on pitching our solution. Um, in a, in a traditional industry, which is uh, restaurants, um, and uh, since we are a B two B startup, we had to address really big um, companies that they have uh, their own processes, that they have their own ideas, and uh, the pushback that we faced there was actually trying to convince people that uh, our product is um, can make a difference, can be needed, it's something new, but it's something that uh, um, uh, they can use and they can it can bring value to them. Um, so being uh, the only two women in a table full of um, men, uh, it was definitely uh, a challenge. Mm-hmm. I see, I see that. So uh, if I want to summarize that, is it mm-hmm. the biggest challenge you've faced so far in building your company to convince, you know, the customers or is there another like big challenge that you faced throughout your entrepreneurial journey? Mm-hmm. Very so, like you know critical moments for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that uh, really pitching to clients has been uh, our main issue uh, so far. So uh, just uh, to give an example, for example, my co-founder Camille, she's the one who is handling more the business side of things. So she's the one who on a table will present all of our arguments. Who will go into the negotiation. Uh, from my part, I take I'm, I'm in charge of the tech. 
so although I'm always on the table, I'm there also to reassure on the technical side of the things and uh, to make sure that um, uh, also the technical leads of our client companies, um, they understand how our solution works and there is a way for us to work uh, together. And that was a different kind of challenge because being a woman, a co-founder and in tech, it's definitely not something that people uh, meet so often. And um, some, I mean, it raised eyebrows, un unfortunately. It's um, on the critical moments, uh, if I'm being uh, honest, so our company is just uh, one and a half years old now. So it's still a baby. And uh, almost one year ago, uh, we passed from the proof of concept to the industrialization of our product. And uh, at that moment, it was definitely the make or break uh, moment. It was the most critical moment uh, for a trade visor. Uh, we were passing uh, in the industrialization process with a very high profile client, which mainly would mean that uh, if that goes well, we would have uh, uh, more uh, clients on the, that they would come right after. If it was just um, a break, it would just mean maybe, yeah, we'd have to start uh, all over. Um, and uh, it was it, it really required a lot of effort, both on the technical side, to really make sure that uh, the product uh, is uh, up to the expectations of the client, up to the promise that we have made, uh, but also from a human perspective to convincing people to use it because our system, I mean, we sell it to the restaurants and then the restaurants have to have their uh, clients use it. So it's a kind of B2B2C. So in that uh, case, Camille, my co-founder, she was there on the field to make sure that people understand how to use our product. They make sure that, um, to make sure that, uh, well, it's just an asset for the restaurant and it's not there to replace any human being, of course, that wouldn't be possible and um, really uh, show the value. So that was a really critical moment that we had um, to deal with while building TreeVisor. What is the proudest moment in your life so far? <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I think that uh, I really I cannot uh, not say Trailblazer. It uh, it has been my first entrepreneurial journey, and uh, it's uh, to see grow, to see pass from this proof of concept uh, uh, phase to the industrialization, to see people using it, and uh, being here actually almost one and a half year after. Uh, I happen to pass from the restaurant where they actually our our solution is in. Um, is uh, in a deployment in production uh, and to see the end user. So the, the clients use it and actually take photos of it and say, okay, look what we have in our restaurant. It's like just a machine and we can pay with that. And it's just a photo and actually see that client so happy. It's, uh, it's something that uh, it makes me really proud. It's really our work, our sweat and tears for the last one and a half year with Camille. And of course the people who help us uh, build with our employees and uh, it's uh, really gratifying to see that, to see the end user happy, to see the end user excited for their product, to see the restaurants also happy. It's, uh, it's very gratifying. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> if you want to name a few factors that help you in your success, what would you say? What are those maybe one or a few success factors that help you in your journey? Mm, um, I would say that, uh, so, there has definitely been people that uh, they had an effect on that. I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there are people that uh, personally for me, there had been uh, an inspiration. Um, uh, and that goes to my first uh, actually manager right after I finished my PhD. Her name is Melissa Diop. And uh, she was uh, a woman in a very male-dominated environment at the moment. 
And uh, well, she was like an excellent professional. She had her side uh, projects, uh, her entrepreneurial projects on the side, and she was very focused and uh, motivated. And she was actually the first woman that showed me that, okay, this is maybe something within my reach. Maybe it's not um, something that is just to dream. It's something that I can actually achieve as well. Um, and uh, I would say that this had a huge effect on me. I think that if I had not really seen that on my, on my immediate environment like that, maybe it would have been a step that I would not have taken. Um, and uh, it's also, of course, our uh, business angel, uh, Jean Devesa, who is a an entrepreneur. And uh, it's um, the fact that he really trusted us, uh, me and Camille, to bring Trayvisor, to give life to Trayvisor, the fact that he backs up uh, our decisions. We are not constantly met with uh, doubt. Uh, it has definitely been uh, very, very um, instrumental to making Trayvisor work as it does uh, today. Uh, I, I think that these were the main two people that they have kind of um, driven us to the moment that we are today. Do you call them as mentors or your coaches? Do you consider them? Um, I definitely consider uh, consider them like mentors. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, for uh, Nelly, who is now actually, she has her own like, company right now and she's doing great. Um, it's, uh, she has definitely been a mentor to me. And uh, I really consider myself lucky because I see women who, I mean, maybe they're employed right now and they have these great ideas. And it's something that, for example, I know that there would be a market of and they would just not take the leap because they do not feel that um, this is something that they can achieve. They don't believe enough that this uh, is uh, something that will work, something that will make them, uh, that will bring them uh, actually success. And it is such a shame. And that's why representation, I think it's so important so that more women can be inspired to go forward and chase what they want. And I mean, okay, of course, not everything will be a success. We can also be, uh, we cannot be blind to the fact, but um, it can also not be a loss. That's what I think. Um, when I started with Trayvisor, I knew that, uh, well, one in every, I don't know, 10 or 20 startups is actually the one who makes it. So I knew that uh, maybe not everything will be successful in the end, but I knew that this experience will only have things to teach me. You have four people in your team today, right? Who are the other two people apart from you and Camille? So we are uh, on the tech side. We, we have computer vision engineer and DevOps, which is what helps us to put our things into production. Um, so unfortunately, we had been, uh, I mean, we are dealing with everything that uh, the whole world is doing right now, which uh, is the coronavirus crisis. And uh, it's not our clients or restaurants. So we were... We are delayed actually on our on our growth, um, but uh, we persevere <laughs> um, and we try to push forward uh, through this crisis. Which I mean, if we are also kind of being honest, it just gives us uh, a bit more time to even improve uh, further our product, and sometimes it also kind of bears opportunities, especially when it is on the on the payment system that we can do, for example, without having people come in contact with other people. And it is something that we have been uh, kind of uh, pushing mm. on. Right. So I believe you as one of the um, co-founders of uh, Trevisor and um, the CTO of the company, you are a great leader towards, you know, growing your own company to the success that you have, even 
even though the situation as of now with the pandemic is not really helping, you're doing a great job. And you're also one of the nominees for the Women AI Awards um, European edition this year. Um, as a leader, how do you define a good leader? Who is a good leader? And how can a woman be a leader in, a, um, in the various roles and responsibilities that she steps into? What do you think about that? So it's a very good question. First of all, yes, it's a real honor to be nominated actually for the Women in AI Awards, just this parenthesis. Thank you very much. Um, so uh, talking about leaders, for me, a leader is someone who can uh, inspire people, um, someone who can really make people believe on the cause or on the product that you're leading a company. Um, it's definitely not someone who leads by force. And uh, I think that all of this is kind of um, a truth that we all agree on in practice is not what I necessarily see happening. Um, I feel that people like really uh, sometimes confuse uh, strength uh, um, when you talk like uh, to be able to kind of just push your ideas down on people's throats with leadership, which to me, it's not leadership at all. You need to inspire people to do um to to do what you want them to do not just force them i mean no one would just do something just because you tell them to i think it's normal you need to have people appropriate what you want to build and see it as their own so that they can actually um put their effort and their mind and their heart into it uh and especially when it comes to women leadership uh from my experience, what I have seen in either in other women leaders is that they lead with more empathy. I feel that uh, they prioritize teamwork. They prioritize uh, seeing people grow um, through their leadership, and not uh, actually just seeing people as um, instruments or as uh, as uh, execution uh, as execution roles. I mean, okay, you do that, you do that. Uh, no, it's a much more. Um, what I have noticed, at least, it's a much more holistic approach on uh, how they did. And uh, to me, this is an advantage um, that women can uh, push more to get more uh, leader roles, not necessarily by appearing as uh, the, the louder in, uh, in a table, because uh, that can happen. You can be on a table and you have men that they are loud and they just overpower through that. And I feel that we need to kind of shift through that paradigm, which uh, I feel that Everybody agrees on the fact that this is not the good leadership example, but somehow it's still very, very present uh, in companies and even in startups. So um, I think that we kind of need to shift through the really hard uh, force leadership and, and pass on the leadership where people are actually uh, valued, valued more. They can grow and um, they, the woman as a leader, women as leaders, they can actually inspire that. Um, I have seen that and I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now uh, for sure, you know, um, you're at the beginning of a very beautiful journey of your own. Um, what kind of leader do you want to be to your team? Um, so uh, is uh, exactly that. I I aspire to be able to inspire. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to do, especially with uh, the people that we're working on, with the uh, engineers in our team, is uh, to create kind of um, a safe space for growth. So people feel that it's okay to fail, actually. Um, uh, but at the same time, uh, we learn. We don't just fail to fail, we fail to learn. And um, I, I really hope that uh, I'm able to 
drive people by giving them uh, the purpose that their work is actually impactful and it has a meaning. They are not just there to code be behind the screen. Um, and when it comes um, uh, to having more people actually onboarding your team or growing your team, I would like to make sure that uh, the people who are there, they are because uh, they believe in the product and uh, they also feel um, valued through their work, that uh, they are not just working for nothing or they are not just uh, um, an element that can be replaced, um, that they're actually there to bring uh, to bring their own uh, self, their own value and their own work, which is meaningful to the team. So I would say three things that you mentioned that are amazing. One, fail forward. doesn't matter that you, if you fail. Mm -hmm. Creating purpose for your team. That is actually mm -hmm. the leadership type that you would like to have. And letting mm -hmm. people to create their own values. Right? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Exactly. These, these things, I think they, they are very... I feel that they are... Uh, by having actually passed through some, uh, especially uh, R&D teams where, you know, sometimes you just build things and you're not so sure who is your end client and you're not so sure why someone should pick this. And uh, you can have days that you just feel that, uh, okay, I'm just behind the computer and I'm coding, but to what end, to what goal? So for me, I, I have felt that the people need that. They need to know who they're building for, what is their end, uh, what is their end result and that, that what they're doing. It's actually bringing value. They are not just uh, uh, lonely on their own corner without a vision of the final product. And now I'll reach to my final question, which is the <laughs> secret one. So <laughs> at Thousand Eyes on Me, we believe that the way you tell your story to yourself matters. What is the story that you, Despina, you tell to yourself? Hmm. Um, that's a very interesting uh, <laughs> question. <laughs> um, so for me, it's, uh, I don't know if I could just give a, <laughs> give a title, it's like uh, persevere. <laughs> My story is like a story of perseverance, um, uh, I would say. Uh, at my 18, I would definitely not have imagined to be where I am right now. Um, it's not uh, it's not because I did not dare to dream, or it's because uh, I I did not see myself doing what I'm doing right now. It's because uh, I didn't know it was an option. To to be very honest, um, and it did take a lot of perseverance through the years, through failures, of course, um, to actually to be able to uh, create something and uh, like Trevisor and uh, have a product that they believe that it is very impactful that it brings value that it brings um i think value exactly to our end users and uh, it can uh, allow us to to dream forward actually so dream big thank you so much yes. Despina, for participating <laughs> at this you. episode thank you thank you so much Mohan, for having me thank you this was despina yonitu cto and co-founder of trayvisor thank you for listening to this episode of thousand voices podcast Join our community to find out more about our guests and our leadership programs on our website, thousandeyeson.me. Until next time.